ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and we are so glad to have you with us this weekend for the show. We're talking to a mom. It's Mom's Day weekend, and we wanted to just bring you some insight and some encouragement for this weekend. Do you wonder if another mom would do a better job in your shoes? I know I have. This week, we are talking to Becky Keith. She is the community manager for Day Springs Encourage, a widely followed online community where authentic, brave women connect deeply with God and others. She is also a popular speaker for MOPS groups and other women's events and is the author of the new book, No Better Mom for the Job, Parenting with Competence, Even When You Don't Feel Cut Out for It. Becky is a huge fan of Voxer, Sunday Naps, and Moms in the Thick of It. She and her husband live near Los Angeles, where they enjoy hiking sunny trails with their three spirited sons. You can learn more about Becky at com and connect with Becky on Instagram at, at Becky Keefe. Becky, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to spend this time with you and just talk about motherhood. I'm so excited. We all need encouragement right now. Well, I know we've been trying to get this interview done. And with all the craziness that's going on, it's been hard to get into the studio. And so I am thrilled to finally be able to talk about your book. One of the first questions that we always ask our guests is, where in your life have you found the most victory? Or where are you experiencing the most victory right now? Can we start with that question? Absolutely. I love that question. Um, I would say one of the areas that I have found the most victory by the Lord's uh, grace in my life is victory over turning first to my own abilities and trying to rely on my own strength when I'm faced with feeling overwhelmed. Um, I definitely am wired as an achiever, as a people pleaser, as a performer. And so in all areas of my life, really, in Elaine, from motherhood to marriage to work and ministry, um, I often first try to rely on how can I do it? How can I work harder or try to be better? Um, but that is that is not uh, a place of freedom. It's a place of striving. And so really the Lord has been so gracious to help me find victory in transforming my thinking from believing that my lack is a liability, my overwhelm is a liability, to really seeing it as an opportunity to experience God's power in my life. That is a beautiful answer. And I think that we are all so prone to do that. We just, we, you know, we think we try to do it in ourselves, but then we also often pick up a phone and call a friend before we go to God when he really is the one who has the power and the strength for all of the things that we face. So I love your answer. Becky's book is called No Better Mom for the Job, Parenting with Confidence. That is something that I don't think I did. My boys are now 21 and 24. 
four. And when mm-hmm. they were little, I certainly did not feel confident. So I know that moms are going to be blessed by reading your book. What is the, the, just how did you come about writing your book? Where was that place that you were just like, this, this is what I'm going to write about? Yeah, well, so I have three boys um, who are now uh, almost 8, 10, and 11, um, and so I'm still very much a mom in the thick of it, but especially in those early years, I, I felt exactly like you did. Um, just, I felt inadequate, I felt overwhelmed by these three spirited little kids who relied on me for everything. Um, the confidence I felt in myself prior to motherhood uh, working and in friendships and relationships that did not transfer over into how I felt as a mom. And motherhood was surprisingly isolating. I was, I just felt not cut out for it. And so really this book, I wrote the book that I wish I would have had in those early years. I wish someone would have told me, you're not the only one who feels alone. I wish someone would have told me, Hey, Mom anger is real. You may not have known that you were angry before a mom, but now you are consumed by these feelings of feeling out of control and it's going to erupt in these ways. And how do you handle it and equip it? Um, and so really I, I wrote the book that I longed to have um, as that young mom in the thick of it. Um, and I've been speaking and writing to moms for years. And really the book is a culmination of what I know other moms resonate with as well. All things that we all struggle with. Um, so yeah, that's where the book came from. Well, I know that that is a really a place where many moms feel just such a sense of lack of control and lack of ability to really, you know, control their overwhelming feelings and emotions. And the, when we are in the thick of it, one of the people that uh, is on, uh, has a comment on the back of your book says, this book is a must read for moms who are looking for that mentor voice to speak wisdom into unsure places. That's Sarah May. Mm-hmm. And she that unsure place is such a big place. It feels at the same time that it's such a big place for us, it also often feels really lonely. What would you say for the mom who is, you know, in that place of feeling lonely and forgotten? And how can we overcome that place of being so unsure and feeling like you said, you know, we've nobody, we, we think we're the only people feeling that way, but that's not true. Right. And so that's where I would start. I would look that mama in the eyes and say, you are not alone in these feelings. And, and I would also say, and this is what I learned to say to myself, is that those feelings of inadequacy or insecurity or just like, I'm not cut out for this, it's, it's actually, it's not a condemnation on our motherhood. Actually, the fact that we care so deeply shows that we are good moms. And so whenever those little feelings rise up or big feelings, as they might be, of I'm not cut out for this, it's actually an invitation from the Lord saying, let me walk in the thick of it, in the trenches of motherhood with you. Turn to me when you feel overlooked or discontent. When you don't know how to handle a parenting moment, whether it's with a feisty toddler or a rebellious teenager or just, you know, especially right now, a time like this, like I need God's wisdom to know how I talk to my kids about really big, hard, scary things going on in the world. So wherever the gamut of that is, um, God promises to give us wisdom. I would tell that mom, you don't have to rely on your own strength. 
lean into the one who made you a mother because he promises to go with us and equip us. And those are the game changers for me in motherhood. He really does want to walk through it with us. And I know that as I was reading parts of your book and listening to it on the audio, which I loved because it's you reading it, and I love hearing Mm. your voice. It was like being with you. And I know that even as a mom of 21-year-olds and 24-year-olds, I there was wisdom in your book for, I think, any age mama, you know, that has kids Mm. of any age, because there were places that I thought, I can still do this differently. We as moms have a voice in our kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it's such a gift. And it's something that I don't want to miss out on. And it changes with having older kids for sure, and how you talk to them. But we do have a voice, and I love how your book gives us the confidence to speak life into our kids. Being more confident mm-hmm. as a mom may require women to shift how they think about parenting. As you say in your book, parenting with confidence doesn't come from doing more or trying harder, but by leaning to the one who made you a mother. When did you have this realization, and how has it changed your outlook on parenting as a whole? Well, really, I had the realization when the fact that me continually trying to do more and try harder wasn't working. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, like you mentioned in the intro, I like to say I have three spirited sons, and they are fantastic, and they're phenomenal, and um, I love more and more every day who they're becoming. But there have been, I mean, countless times in England where I really believe this someone else would be better suited to be their mom. There's been times I just felt like we're just not a match. Um, and so what do you, what do you do when you feel that way? What do you do when you feel like I'm, I'm not the right mom for this kid or this kid isn't the right one for our family. Um, and I think what it comes down to is to say like, do I believe that God makes mistakes or do I believe that he has a plan and a purpose for my life and my motherhood? And I believe that that is true if you're listening today, whether you came to motherhood by birth or adoption or fostering or, or kids who don't share your DNA are in your care for however long a time, God does not make a mistake. And so that shift of thinking to say, okay, if he didn't make a mistake, then, then this is on purpose and therefore he has a purpose. And so even when it's hard, even when I don't know the next thing to say or do, I can just move from focusing on my inadequacy to focusing on God's power, which goes back to what I shared at the start of the show of like, I really have found victory in that area. And I know other moms can too. And I get emails all the time from moms who read my book and say, I didn't think I could keep on keeping on. And and now I can, because I know that God is with me. Oh, I love that. One of the things that you do in your book is at the end of the chapters, you have some one simple step choose a practice, you know, one thing to practice today, Mm -hmm. and then a powerful prayer that they can use. And they're just beautiful. How can't, can you give us an example of a practical tip of any, you know, from any of the chapters? And then is there um, just how does prayer help moms? I mean, I know how I, it helps me, but I just want to hear your perspective on how prayer can really make that we talked about game changers. I think beat prayer was a big game changer for me in my motherhood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I'll answer your first question first about, so yeah, each, each chapter finishes with one simple step. I give you three options because 
I know as a mom in the thick of it, and right now I think quarantine brain is real, um, sometimes you read something and you're like, oh, that was really good. And then you get to the end of a paragraph or chapter and you're like, what did I just read? And so I want to make it really, really simple for someone to apply um, whatever um, truth or insight that was speaking to them. So, um, for example, chapter one is called You Just Don't Seem Happy Anymore. And really it's about moving from a place of discontentment and ingratitude to a place of intentional thanksgiving. And so mm-hmm. one of the simple steps is identify the internal dialogue that plays as your motherhood soundtrack. What negative thoughts or lies can you decide to stop believing today? And so in the chapter, I walk you through how I identify these negative tapes that were kind of, you know, playing on repeat very subtly, but were undermining um, my motherhood and my joy. And so that's, that's an example of one simple step. And then um, the powerful prayer for that day just says, Jesus, help me to exchange complaining for thanksgiving. Give me eyes to see the good gifts you give, no matter the circumstances of my day. Thank you for the joy of being a mom. Um, and I, the reason I included those prayers was because, I'll be honest, there were days where I got to the end of my, of my, of my day, and I just felt like, I don't, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. Mm. I'm so weary and wrung out. Um, you feel far away, God. I, I feel like I've messed up too many times to come and talk to you honestly. Um, but the truth is, is that we can never mess up too many times to be excluded from the throne of grace. God is always there listening. His word says, I am an ever present help in times of trouble. And so to me, prayer and motherhood, it was that constant reminding myself I am not alone. God promises to be with me. He goes before me um, and behind me. He hems me in. And so just constantly turning my eyes, turning my heart, turning my my voice back to the Lord and saying, God, I want to do this by your strength. Thank you for these kids. Show me how to love and train them well. And thank you for mercies new every day because we need them. Thank you for giving us both a practical application and that prayer, because I think that both of those are, you know, there are some days when you're going to really need that prayer. And some days when you just need somebody to tell you what to do, you've been telling people what to do, little people all day long, what to do. And you're like, what do I do? So I love that so much. What would you say to the mom who is feeling really defeated, especially in this time of a lot of kids have been, you know, well, pretty much all of them have been pulled out of school and they're home mm-hmm. and she just feels completely weighted down, completely defeated. What encouragement would you have for her today? Elaine, as, as moms and really I think as women in general, um, we are so keenly aware of our weaknesses, right? Of our lack where we feel like we're falling short, where we feel like I just am never going to have enough time, enough energy, enough patience, enough creativity, enough, enough, and so one thing I would encourage that mom who's feeling weary today is to set aside a little time. <laughs> it could be like two minutes, lock in your bathroom or your laundry room, and just say, Lord, give me eyes to see my strengths as a mom. I believe we have to be purposeful about identifying what we do well. And I'm not talking about like big, like extravagant things. It can be like in your Monday day, like, do you make the perfect grilled cheese sandwich? Are you good at sitting on the floor and playing Legos with your kids? Are you? I just had a friend of the day, and I love that she has mom. She's mom of older kids, and she's like, I'm a night owl, and right now, like, 
my 18-year-old son, if he's going to ask me at midnight to start a movie with him, I'm going to say yes. Like, that's a strength. Some other moms would be like, peace out. No, thank you. But she <laughs> is, is embracing that, that time no there. You know, her days with her son are limited. And so I have discovered it is so powerful to be willing, and it's hard, it's a little scary, a little vulnerable, but to say, to even name, to write down, what are things that you're really good at? And it's not going to change the circumstances of your day, but it changes the way we see our own motherhood. And so when I was feeling that way, just so overwhelmed and defeated, to say, what am I actually good at as a mom? Okay, well, I'm, I'm actually I'm good at singing silly songs all day to my kids. I'm good at showing them physical affection. They are 100% boy rough and tumble, but with our mom, they still hold my hand and cuddle. Oh, wow, I'm really good at helping my kids be imaginative, you know, they can dig and build with cardboard boxes outside, you know. So I'd say to that mom, identify one or two things or five or six that you do well and celebrate those today. That's such a great way to reaffirm ourselves. And I know David in the Bible does that a lot. He encourages himself in the Lord. And that is a way that we can build up, build ourselves up and just see ourselves as God sees us. Women, right. and that brings me to my next question. We compare ourselves so often. Women, and especially moms, feel such a pressure to measure up to the world's standards. What does No Better Mom for the Job say about celebrating the mom you are versus the mom that you think you should be? That ties into that question, but I, I feel like there's something more that you're going to be able to tell us about that. So. Uh, what does No Better Mom for the Job say about celebrating the mom you are versus the mom you think you should be? Well, I realize, and I have to continue to, to catch myself in this, is that sometimes our feelings of inadequacy and comparison come from what you just said about the way we think motherhood should be. Whether it's a picture that we just had in our mind because that's how we grew up as a child or it's because of how we see other moms living out their best motherhood life as it appears on Instagram or even in our own schools or churches. And so for me, like a super simple example, but when I, before I became a mom, I pictured that motherhood would be hours pouring over books at the library with my sweet little children. And they, you know, would share a love for reading like I did. And, and that was not the picture <laughs> of my motherhood. I had three boys three and under and the library was a disaster they would not sit crisscross applesauce during the library story time um and so i would leave this thing that i thought was this magical motherhood moment and i would feel fuming and defeated and so i had to stop saying okay what is the picture of motherhood that i think it should be versus who am i how can i understand how i am wired how my kids are wired well, guess what? We are living our best life when we are on a trail hiking in our local foothills or at a botanical garden where my kids can pick up sticks and rocks and climb a tree. Um, and so I would just encourage moms who are feeling that pressure to measure, measure up to the world standard to, to say, okay, what is, what is our family's wiring? What will set us up for success? Maybe that's not going to be color-coordinated, you know, color-coordinated photographs on this Mother's Day. Maybe instead that's going to be you fill in the blank. What gives you life? What gives your kids and family life? And, and lean in there and let go of the rest. We have so much pressure. We don't, we don't need more of it. 
That is so true. <laughs> we don't. We have so much pressure coming in on ourselves. We don't want to give ourselves even more. We don't want to weigh ourselves down even more. I love how you shared a story in your book about going to the playground and how it's going to look. And the, this, uh, you know, is the difference between just personality of kids as well as mm-hmm. um, boys and girls are different. And I loved yeah. how you really shared a moment that is such a we can all think about a time when we have just thought it was going to go one way and it completely turns out to be a disaster. And then we feel defeated and we don't have any fun. And Mm -hmm. that I loved that story. I want to talk a little bit about, I think we have time for a little bit more one, a few more questions. What has God used most in your life to help you not just survive, but to thrive, to have some fun? Mm -hmm. Well, for sure, his being in his word has helped my soul and my heart and my mind thrive. But second to God's word, the thing that's helped me thrive more than anything else in motherhood is meaningful friendships. I went from a place of feeling really isolated and alone. Um, one chapter of my book is called, I Just Want One Real Friend. And that was truly like an honest prayer um, to really, really just having a flourishing community of moms who I could do life with and you know on days when I couldn't name that strength myself that friend could come in and tell me what she sees in me and our kids have grown up together and so I just know that God did not wire us to do life alone and that certainly includes motherhood and it can be hard it can be risky and I talk about all the things that I did wrong in the friendships um, and yet to continue to persevere and seek out and cultivate authentic vulnerable meaningful friendships it is, it is worth it. It is it absolutely is. worth it. Becky, we are about out of time, and I want to make sure I hated to cut you off. I always hate when we get to this point in the interview, and I'm like, we got to pray. I mean, we want to pray, but we, we got to cut off this great conversation. People can buy your book at any place that uh, books are sold. No Better Mom for the Job by Becky Keith. And Becky, would you pray for us? We probably have about three minutes left on the show, and I just want you to pray over moms and the this weekend as it's Mother's Day. Yeah, I'd be honored to. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift and the privilege it is to be a mom. And I know motherhood looks different for, for each one of us. And I know that you have set motherhood in the heart of every woman, whether she mothers the students that she teaches or the kids on her street or the baby she holds in the nursery. And so, Lord, really, to the prayer for, for all of us. And I just thank you that you choose to entrust imperfect kids into our imperfect care. Um, and yet, God, you are a God of grace, a God who fills in our gaps. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would just infuse a fresh outpouring of, of joy and delight over the moms listening this weekend and the weeks to come. Lord, I pray that you give each of us eyes to see the ways that you are already using us in our kids' lives. I pray that you give us eyes to see um, the gifts and, and the joy and fill our hearts and our homes with gratitude for what you're doing. And if, there are, if and when there are places where we feel overwhelmed or inadequate or we are at the end of our rope and we don't know what to do, I pray that you would turn our hearts back to you, Lord. Give us your word as that lifeline that we can cling to, that we would remember that you promised to never leave us or forsake us. And so even when we are in a maybe a pit 
or our kids are in a pit, um, Lord, that you are still there. And I just pray that you would shine your light and your hope into the hearts of moms if we can. Thank you for, for the gift, and thank you that you use motherhood to transform um, not only our kids' lives, but, but our lives as well and our hearts and to draw us closer to you. And so I pray that you would accomplish that work in each of the women who are listening today. I pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. That was a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much for praying for us as we are celebrating this weekend. And Becky, it has been a complete joy to have you on the show. And we will just look for people to be able to contact, get in contact with you at BeckyKeith.com. It's no better mom for the job. I've really enjoyed our time. Thank you so much, Becky. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a, it was my pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We would love for you to connect with us at Go Courageously at realvictoryradio.org. We love to hear from you, and we would love to know how we can help you to go courageously and live victoriously in your life today. Thanks again for listening to Real Victory Radio. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.